Back with you. It's the Flight Show right here on The Ref. Josh Elmer hanging out with you as the musical musical chairs between Plank and myself continues. It's Sooner Media Day. We are hearing from the staff as we speak. And uh, our number one, obviously, very offensive staff heavy as Jeff Levy took the podium. And big takeaways there. Uh, I think that he feels comfortable with what they've got at the quarterback position, the stability that Dylan Gabriel provides. Uh, obviously, uh, everybody's excited about Jackson Arnold, but uh, Jaquez Petaway, I mean, I think that was the one moment that uh, there were kind of some fireworks from Jeff Lebby uh, on the podium about uh, a young wide receiver that can step in and be a difference maker for Oklahoma. The the offensive staff themselves, obviously, we uh, we shared a lot of it with you. Bill Biedenboe got the impression that he really, really likes the talent of his group, and, and he spoke about Walter Rouse and this being the, the stop that hopefully gets Walter Rouse to the, the National Football League. So, Connor, I don't know about you, but I like that as a motivating factor for somebody out of the transfer portal. It is, yeah. He's talk, talked high on him, a guy that's uh, got so much experience coming from uh, Stanford, but Bill Beanbow, he really likes the group that he has right now, and competitive depth is uh, something that's been mentioned quite a bit so far today for about every position, it feels like, on the field for Oklahoma. The the buzz phrase, competitive depth, and uh, the, the other item that really stood out from Coach Beanbow was uh, just the fact that he thinks they're pretty good. He, he thinks talent-wise they've got the talent that they need to go be an, not good, but an elite Oklahoma offensive line. Now, you know, having the talent and putting everything together, we'll see. I, I again, you know, as I said off the top of the show this morning, I thought it was surprising that, frankly, we got uh, as candid of a response from uh, Levy on the offensive line. Pretty much, pretty much named, it felt like the, the starters Four right out of now, five. Except for the left guard. Which, that, yeah. that could be a name like uh, Savion Bird for a left guard. I heard Bill Bebo talk about Savion Bird a little bit, talking about that his weight uh, is up and says that he's an extremely talented offensive lineman. Yeah, did we get to play some of Bill Bedenboe last hour? We, ha- we haven't yet. Okay, well, maybe maybe we need to uh, obviously hear from Coach Bedenboe before we uh, exit the stage here. He, yeah, I mean, he's definitely excited about Savion Bird. And why not, right, after what we saw in the Cheez-It Bowl? Uh, we, uh, on the, the podcast side, somebody made the comment last night on our Locked On Sooner show. I loved it. They said it's like he's a – Savion Bird is like a defensive tackle playing offensive guard. He, he, which, is, a, he is a big fella at 6'7", 300-plus. There was a picture going around when Dylan Gabriel took his offensive lineman. I think it was out to a lake, and Savion Bird just – stood out over the rest of them just how big he is yeah well i don't mind having somebody with a little bit of a mean streak up front if uh, i'm oklahoma beatenbow had uh, some nice things to say about troy everett stepping into just really the uh transfer additions uh, in in general uh, first thing by the way that brent venable said uh, was gentry williams is on a mission when when asked about Gentry Williams. So, yeah, you, we'll see little reports sort of uh, 
trickling in and out, and we'll play Brent Venable's uh, bottom half of this hour, a good portion of it, as soon as he finalizes uh, his uh, time at the stage. We can't play that for you right at the moment, but Brent Venable's, as we speak, is Connor talking to the media down below us here at uh, Sooner Media Day. So we're going to hear from the head football coach before too long. Let's see if I've got this queued up. I think I've got Ted Roof for you. Here was the uh, Oklahoma's Oklahoma Sooners defensive coordinator. Talking about the linebackers. How do you feel maybe different from a year ago? You've got the depth to work with it. Well, uh, we've got some competitive depth. You know, there you go. Uh, we got some some guys that uh, you know were young guys last year. Some guys that were first time like carry the load player like Danny Stutzman, who his role obviously has evolved and uh, as he's matured, and at the same time a good blend of some young players with him and additional players that you know encountered that and Desan. Uh so it's it's certainly there's a lot of competitive depth which makes everybody better so you know to be able to to rotate players so that way you know we're fresh in the fourth quarter but again you know um, you're only gonna get what you earn and that's that's every day whether you're a coach a player or, you know whatever so that's uh, but excited about the depth there and looking forward to getting started so much talk about competitive depth everywhere, but that seems to be one of the areas where it's been focused uh, here in the offseason. How do you feel about the, the depth there versus uh, a year ago? I think it's. I think we're deep, deeper than we were a year ago. Uh, and, and again, an area where we're continuing to build depth and develop depth. Uh, so, yeah, I feel I feel good about it. I think that's a, that's a solid group and, uh, you know, the expectation level and is, is high. Obviously, you've got some talented linebackers in Jaron and Kobe, but you add Connor near to the group. What does he bring, especially experience-wise? Well, he brings a, a, you know, he was a two-time All-American and team captain from where he came from. So, uh, you know, he's he's been really successful and uh, was, a, was a great leader. So he brings some maturity, some experience, and, you know, a good blend. And uh, our guys, he's done a great job fitting in. As have all the guys that that, uh, that have transferred, and at the same time, our guys have done a good job of, of making them feel welcome, um, and it's been a it's been a good transition. And again, with the competition there, it's uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it because they've all had great summers, and uh, excited about what's getting ready to go on here. Second year, you guys are being running this defense, year two of this defense. So, talk about how much that's going to help this defense just improve and get better going into training. Well, you know the the newness of something. Year one, um, you know that we it wasn't what we wanted, it wasn't what we hoped for, it wasn't what we worked for. Uh, but at the same time, we've we've learned from it and we moved moved on, and. Uh, you know, the experience is a, is a big deal, just like it is in any business, you know, whether it's football, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, the experience factor is a big deal. Uh, from hearing, you know, the same verbiage, the same calls, instead of having to think like, okay, I got this call now, now what do I do if they do this? Now it's more reactionary, and the, the whole process uh, allows them to anticipate and allows everybody to play faster. 
And uh, when you play faster, you play more aggressive. And uh, so, yeah, I think that uh, it's, it's a big deal. And let me go back to that, too. I need to add this. Part of it, too, is the amount of effort our players have put into to doing that. You know, at, once the last season was over, I mean, it has been a steady stream of guys, you know, watching tape on their own, asking questions, all the things that uh, study in the game. And uh, that's been uh, that, that's a good sign if you're a football coach. What does he add to that defensive tackle room? Well, number one, quality guy. Uh, he's a guy that is a so far has been a tremendous teammate. Uh, a guy that has just come in here and put his nose down and gone to work, and uh, that's the thing that that stands out. Obviously, he's he's got a lot of experience. Um, so again, you know, to bring that experience and, and but his learning curve had to be really fast to catch him up. You know, with the, the guys that were in the system last year, but. He has done that, and he's accelerated that. And uh, you know, lo looking forward to seeing you know seeing his contributions and uh, you know what he what he brings. But uh, certainly excited about him, and really proud of what he's done so far. Second row, Ryan Chapman. Tim, you guys talk about being player led, and Brent talked a lot of things over the days about those steps that Danny has taken forward. What are you hoping to see in the early days of fall camp, as far as? A leap in growth, knowing that all summer they've been able to have kind of that, that player-led aspect with Danny, especially. Yeah, you want to see the, the 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 strides we've made. You want to see him make more strides, because you know, going through the Smitty's workout program, that's something, and you need you need leadership uh, in that because there's going to be some some tough moments, some challenging moments, but good comes from all of that. Uh, with with the challenge and at the same time now they're actually playing the game and be putting in you know stressful situations challenging situations and seeing guys respond and uh you know to to continue to take steps in that regard because this is a work in progress we've made strides we haven't made enough we got to make more and uh that that'll be something that again is a big point of emphasis the response and the, the leadership and the, the player driven developing the leadership you know um uh, because guys' roles have changed, you know, guys have roles like Danny Stutzman. Danny was, you know, fighting to be a starter last year, and now, you know, he's the leading returning tackle in the Big 12, although that that's last year. But where he's come from now and the expectation level for him and the expectation level he has from himself um, to, to, take, to continue to take strides and us as a staff to, to help develop leaders. Yeah, you got to have high expectations for Danny Stutzman. I mean, I think that's pretty much one of the givens with this defense, right, is we expect Danny Stutzman to be a star, Connor. Yeah, especially after leading the Big 12th in tackles. You look at him as a leader in that, uh, in that linebacker room. So high praise for Danny. As, as there should be. We are hanging out. It is Sooner Media Day. And we've uh, we've heard from a bunch of the coaches. We'll continue to pass along uh, all of the all of the conversations that we've had so far. By the way, uh, all of our Sooner Training Camp and Sooner Media Day coverage on the ref. It's brought to us by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. They, uh, of course, uh, bringing us our Media Day coverage. They've uh, 
They've got real juice in their vodka seltzers, a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. Gluten-free, 100 calories, zero added sugar. It's the last hard seltzer you'll ever need to try. So there was uh, defensive coordinator Ted Roof talking a little bit about where this defense is at. Stutzman right there, comments at the end. And, you know, the no-brainer portion of it, Connor, the obvious, which is here's a group that fell short of its expectations, woefully short of its expectations a season ago, and they expect to be vastly, rapidly uh, improved overnight. And how about the mentioning of Connor Near, the transfer from Ferris State, who will be battling for uh, the Mike linebacker position with Kanick and McKenzie. So there's some of those guys. Kanick, a guy that uh, got a little bit of playing time last year. Good to see that from a freshman. Uh, Kobe McKenzie, uh, really bit, uh, built really good right now as a linebacker he was in the weight room uh, all of last year so still expecting big things for McKenzie so yeah it's a I think it's a really good uh, linebacker room that you got right now for Ted Roof so we are overloaded on audio obviously today and for all of the assistant coaches that aren't named uh, Jeff Levy and Ted Roof so everybody that's not your offensive and defensive coordinators and uh, everybody that's not named Brent Venables, this is the only chance that the media has to to talk to these folks throughout fall camp, uh, at least right now, uh, in terms of what's scheduled. So let's hear from the folks that, you know, frankly, we might not really get to hear from throughout the rest of uh, the fall camp season. Uh, Brandon Hall, Jay Valai, Miguel Chavis, Todd Bates, do you have a preference, Connor? Is there somebody that you would like to hear from out of that group? Let's go Jay. Let's hear from, yeah, the – the secondary a little bit a little bit on the corners okay that's coming your way next it's the plank show hour number two as always brought to us by allison insurance he is connor pasby i'm josh elmer taking a time out we are live from gaylord family oklahoma memorial stadium where we are on the east side talking to the coaching staff it's sooner media day back with you right after this a group that obviously oklahoma fans want to continue to see grow and improve would be the corners what what do we think we know about the cornerbacks going into 2023, Connor? Uh, Woody Washington? And, I, think, uh, I think you could count on Woody Washington to be on one side of the ball, but the big question is who's going to be across from him? Woody Washington and what the heck else is going to happen for <laughs> Oklahoma at, uh, at cornerback? So we had the chance today. We've had the chance to uh, catch up with all of the assistant coaches one of which, of course, uh, was Jay Valai. And we're joining a little bit in progress on this response uh, from Jay Valai. But here was Jay Valai talking about, uh, I believe, Jaden Rowe and just his, his group in general. Now, and once again, it's just mindset going to war every single day in practice. And uh, it's, it's almost like how you know if it's one body at a time, right? We'll go piece by piece by piece to dominate every single play, every single rep, and every single practice because practice happens equal game reality. And for a guy like Jane Rowe, who's that big and that strong, for him to go dominate and inflict pain on people, and not try to just be out there. You know, don't be Tito or Jermaine. Go be Michael. You know, go be Michael. Have the glove. You know, go be the guy. You know, and that's just my thing for Jane Rowe. And Gentry's Gentry. Like I said, I treat Gentry like I like I would with Woody Washington and Jane Davis and all those guys. He came out every single day watching film. He studies his tail off. Great athlete. He's put on. Since he got here, he was 165, and now he's 182, 183, you know. So his work ethic was done in this weight room with Schmitty and, and Scotty and Dobbs and the whole entire crew in there. And, and uh, you know, they've just been, you know, 
phenomenal to say the least, you know, as well, too. So, yeah, let's talk about uh, Jacoby's athleticism. So, let, let me just jump in here real quick. The, the comment right there from Jay Valai that I, I treat Gentry Williams like a Woody Washington. Are, are we. Are we going to read into this one a little bit here for for Gentry Williams? Yeah, a little. St- still a still a young guy on the defensive side of the ball, but yeah, you can compare him to Woody Washington. He got some, felt like he got some good reps uh, in the season last year as a freshman, and you expect uh, bigger things now for this year. Well, you know, obviously, I think. Uh, the leadership component to it that's that's pretty good stuff yeah. from that's a good sign for gentry williams uh, obviously more from jay Valai here how have you seen that play out or maybe what's the most uh, impressive thing you've seen from him Man. physically uh, you know he's all buff now too uh you know he's fast to say the least uh i remember watching him in summer sprints just uh really attacking every single thing and then his endurance is is you know his endurance and competitive toughness is you know, I knew he had it, but watching it, you know, seeing his believing, right? Competitive toughness, CT level. I remember when it came to City Chiefs, number one thing on the board is what's his CT level? Competitive toughness, right? When you get tired, you're looking at yourself right now, how, how quick can you get to your wide to push through it? He's pushed through the whole entire summer. So that with his physicality and his size, just for him the biggest thing right now is understanding the game. And once he does that, you know, the sky's the limit for the kid. To me, he's one of the best athletes I've ever had as a true freshman, whether that was at any of the schools I've been to previously as well, too. So... Uh, athletically, he's there. I tell the guys the truth to their face. I ain't going to be surprised hearing right now in the media. I tell them who they are right to the face because, to me, honestly, he's the best policy. So him putting together and being that freak and just like Jane Roll, just understand who you are, empowering who you are, and go dominate. Don't hesitate to be great. And I don't care. You know, they strap their shoes up just like you do too. So go lock them down. Go be you. Understand the game. Go play fast. Other than that weight that he's put on, what's the biggest difference you've seen from Gentry coming into camp last year versus what he's about to do? Yeah, knowledge of the game. You know, like I said, understanding the nuances of everything, not – you know, uh, I almost think, like I said, your cast car. One thing I, I spoke about in, in Houston at the coaches' clinic, or whatever, was the lead instinct period, right? Uh, pre-snap context clues, which he's getting way better at that. Post-snap key triggers, efficiency his movement, and they're making the best of the moment. Like make the moment, and, and he'll be the first guy in meetings right now. The number one thing I love in meetings, he's the loudest guy in meetings right now. Just answering every question, talking with his chest. You know, if you can if you can talk like that, you know, and let it resonate in your soul and your spirit when you talk, and people can feel you, we're gonna trust you in the football field. I've seen that from him, you know, Woody, Josiah, all these guys are starting to talk louder and louder and louder in the game, which to me shows who they are and how passionate they are about being great. You've known Desan for a long time. Yeah. People are gonna get to know him a lot better as a player, yes. but he seems like a re- really serious young man. Yeah. What, how have you gotten, what, what have you come to know about him over the years? He's serious, but he's also a joke. Hey, Coach Villar, the people's voices, you know, in the history of mankind. I'm not sure I but, understand uh, it, by the exactly, way. Exactly, I couldn't either, but this guy's talking, you're good. But, I don't, you know, don't want to ever talk around you. I feel like you're the impersonation I am, guy, I so. am, I don't know why. Just Maybe it's the comedy from back in the day. But uh, Desan is just, to me, a different guy. Great work ethics, funny him and Day. Day is almost like uh, the Cali in him when his dad was at USC and the sound is all Kansas City when he was in Kansas City with the Chiefs. So uh, just the way he carried himself on a daily basis and his work ethic and you see him quiet, but when you talk to him, he's one of the funniest guys on his team and their parents, you know, are family for me. So, you know, mom and dad. But the sign, one thing he is going to do, he's going to work his tail off and he's, he, he's going to make sure he's known by the end of the season. Pretty good stuff right there. Gets, Jay me, gets me fired up from yeah, listening from Jay Valai. Doesn't take any breath. <laughs> no, he is he is go go go, man. He is go go go, and 
that was pretty funny. He just he just rolled right with it. Somebody Siri had something to say in it the did, midst yeah. of uh, the interview session there, and it was no big deal. Sa- for, sounds uh, sounds like he loves the young corners that he has so far. Whether it's the freshman that he had last season or the freshmen that are coming in. Yeah, if it's uh, you know Josiah Wagner and if it's uh, a Gentry Williams, he he definitely is. Uh, he's impressed. It sounds like with what they've got in terms of of some of the younger guys and you know that's what it should be right i mean that's what we think oklahoma's done connor is recruit to where it's gonna be that way yeah speaking of josiah wagner he also mentioned that he came in at 159 pounds and now he's up to 178 so put on 19 pounds so far when he's been at oklahoma another young kid that uh was a three-star coming in and he's been he's been playing really well so far here in the summer and the coaches like him a lot and again for for Gentry Williams, the the weight that he's added on, uh, Jaden Rowe, uh, another guy that sounded like listening right there to Jay Vali that uh, Jaden Rowe has has been impressive as well. I'm not sure where we're starting out as we continue our tour of the defensive backfield for Oklahoma in this comment here from uh, Brandon Hall, but uh, here's the Sooners safeties coach from today at Sooner Media Days. You often said that uh, one of their strongest points of their game is leadership. Is that something that you guys look for in recruits, or is that just more of a byproduct of the players that you're recruiting? I think to play at Oklahoma, you have to have a little bit of that about you. I mean, you walk out there and, and, uh, and you know, Cotton Bowl or, or wherever it is now going in, you know, into the SEC here in another year, it's, you're going to go into those big-time environments, and if you don't have a, a swagger, a confidence, a, a leadership quality about you, so to speak, it can be hard, you know, and, and those are things that, that we continue to, to uh, preach and, and develop. And, you know, that's something that my room's still still trying to do. You know, who are those guys? You know, um, we've got some, some more guys back with more experience. And so just trying to, you know, see who, who naturally comes by it and then the ones that don't, trying to help them through the process. Coach, what's the status report of uh, Bowman? you got a guy back there with, that comes in presumably with all the ability and now has a ton of experience, but is it, I assume he's healthy and ready to go. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, Billy's great. He's had a great summer. I think um, probably had his best summer. In the you know, obviously, I've only been here two years, but from everything that I hear, he's he's had an incredible summer, and he's you know he's in there every morning on his own, and he's worth watching film, and he you know he asks questions, and um, I, I expect him to have a great year. I, I think he, he's going to make strides, even from what you guys saw at times on the field last year. I think you just saw flashes of what he can be. What's your challenge to him this camp, to Billy? You? Uh, you know, just to, to, you know, to, he talked about it a minute ago, to be a leader, you know what I'm saying, and, and understand that, uh, you know, that you, you have a role to play sometimes. Sometimes you make the play, sometimes you don't. But the one thing that you can do is communicate, um, make sure that everyone else is in the right call, lined up correctly. And then, you know, the biggest thing for us is we just have to eliminate big plays in the back end, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, a guy like Billy who's just got elite, short area quickness or whatever you want to call it. He's he's somebody that's just got to learn to be patient, man. Let, let the game come to him and not try to force it. Um, he's very instinctive. He's very physical as far as, you know, wanting to, you know, get in there and, and make it each and every play. Um, but, uh, you know, something that comes with maturity, and I think you'll see a lot more of, of this year from him is just knowing the part that you play in each and every play, you know. And uh, if you're the post player, being in the post, if you're, you know, quarters player, staying inside of two, making sure, you know, there's so many different intricacies of playing defense, and uh, that's where the experience and the growth comes. You know, when you're a young player, man, you just 
see ball, get ball. You know, and I think that's something that as you get older and older, the good ones, they, they begin to understand, hey, my job is to protect this area and that guy's going to make the play and so on and so forth. Keith Lawrence is going to be another guy that's going to be in the mix here. Talk about him as he, you know, as he gets ready to go into camp. No, you know, Keith, as we all know, is, is, is really talented. Um, you know, again, you know, he's a guy that's uh, had a really good summer and somebody that's got all the all the all the all the ability um, to be a guy for us this year. And uh, the good thing about him, you know, for us is here's a guy that's going into his second year who's going to um, have a lot more comfortability, so to speak, with the calls and the schemes and the concepts and. and when that happens, you know, he's a guy that, you know, won't be thinking as much back there and be able to play faster. How do you think you've grown from last season to this season? What do you think you've learned maybe about yourself or about the coach? <laughs> Is that a trick question? Last year last year was the longest two years of my life. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you've got to find small victories, you know, in everything. Um, there were so many times, you know, what was, what was amazing to me is like, um, in the wins, Coach Venables was just as critical as he was in the losses, you know. And, and uh, you know, there were some games where it looked like we played well, and he, you know, we come out Sunday morning, and he was right there on top of us about, you know, the little things, the little things, the little things. And, you know, for me, it just, I think last year, the biggest thing is just teaches you, man, that you, you got to have long term goals, a long term process, and, and, and just realize that you, you, you're not winning yet, but you're getting better. And, uh, built, you know, sometimes when you, uh, you go about remodeling a house. You got to tear everything down to the foundation to um, to get it how you want it, and uh, that's just something I got to continue to remind myself and uh, just just focus on making sure those guys know where they're know know where they're supposed to be and, and make sure they're getting better every day. So there's a little bit of Brandon Hall talking about uh, Oklahoma's defensive backfield and in particular the the safeties, of course, and what he. Uh, what he's learned himself, which uh, that, that was pretty good. Uh, nice little quotable right there from Sooner Media Day. Hey, uh, what did you learn from last year, Coach? Oh, it was the longest two years of my life. <laughs> Facts. It, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was <laughs> for Brandon Hall. Uh, just take that. Take that, splice it, and uh, that's basically Oklahoma fans. <laughs> They're feeling on uh, 2022. Oh, how was 2022? <laughs> ah, longest three years of my life. Uh, I think every yeah, I think every coach for OU could probably answer it that way, or at least feel that way. Yeah, uh, understandably, and you know, Sooner Media Day, there's there's a sense of renewal, right? The the new beginnings are here. 2023 is upon us. So really what happened last season, of course, matters, but it doesn't. And so while you're cognizant of it, it's uh, it's a fresh chapter. And I think uh, that is uh, reinvigorating for uh, especially the uh, the defensive players just in general. Miguel Chavis was uh, really, really good today. Got a little bit of Todd Bates as well. We'll share that with you next and then of course brent venables the uh, head football coach right around the corner he's finishing up as we speak sooner media day ongoing from right out here at gaylord family oklahoma memorial stadium and of course again uh, all of our camp coverage all of our uh, sooner media day coverage is brought to us by neutral vodka seltzer uh, an official sponsor of OU Athletics, and uh, obviously they're bringing us our coverage today. Vodka seltzer and real juice that offers a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. You can find neutral vodka seltzer at any of your local liquor stores or uh, ask for it by name at your favorite bar or restaurant. Take it to T.O. Let's hear from, what do you say, Miguel Chavis next. It's Sooner Media Day on the Plank Show on the Ref right after this. 
Live with you here from Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. It is Sooner Media Day. Brent Venables down below talking with the media as we speak. I think he's uh, just about to put a bow tie on it, which means we can pass along Brent Venables for you here uh, in the near future right here on the Plank Show. Hour number two presented by Allison Insurance, health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and so much more they can help you out. Give Bob or Robert Allison a call, 405-745-2968, where uh, you can call them today and get uh, get a quote. Get a quote uh, immediately today. So we've uh, heard from a bunch of the, well, all of the coaching staff, not necessarily on this program yet, but today uh, here at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, we've heard from everybody and teased it before the break what about a little miguel chavis talking about his group but uh first he was asked in terms of coaches connor that okay you you'd been a graduate assistant before now you're a full-time defensive uh assistant or a full-time staff member or it's the first year at oklahoma there's a, a lot of that of course with uh, this group entering its second season, but uh, obviously for Miguel Chavis, a lot of learning on the fly uh, last year, and he was asked about, well, I'll just let you hear the question. Here's Miguel Chavis. You talked a lot about what you learned about yourself as a coach. What did you learn, though, about being a relational coach and how to coach that room, be with those guys, and even recruit as well? Yeah, um, I I didn't – that wasn't probably a great revelation for me. I I felt comfortable doing that. Um, That's why I got into coaching. Uh, was for my guys and to uh, disciple and mentor guys for the game of football. And so that's, that's very natural. And uh, it's fun, man, you know, building relationships with guys and, and seeing guys grow into better men is really, really rewarding. I feel like I'm cheating life every day. Really, man, I really do. You know, I, I can't believe this is my job. And uh, very humbled and very, very aware of, of, of my job. And so I... For me, I, I try to be the coach that I always wanted. You know, maybe some of us who are fathers, we always we try to be the dads that we always wanted. I don't know if there's a Freudian thing there, um, but you know, then and then use the things that like my, my my position coach in college, Dan Brooks. I talked to him a couple of days ago on Facetime. He's in the mountains right now and uh, in Tennessee, but and he was amazing. You know, he did so many. He was just consistent. And he always had a saying, be where you're supposed to be. When, when you're supposed to be, they're doing what you're supposed to do. Like, that was like his rule for life. He was like, if you follow that, man, you'll be okay. And he was a technician in how we coach. And there was a consistency on his drills. You know, on Monday you had this. On Tuesday you had this. On Wednesday you had this. And uh, Guys like Coach Rump, who, man, Coach with great juice, he would cuss you out without ever saying a cuss word. And it was just like, <laughs> you're like, how did that just happen? I mean, I've never heard him curse ever in my life. And but he, the the intentionality and intensity that he brought was amazing, or the skill of Marion Hobby, or the the ingenuity of, of Todd Bates and connecting verbiage with techniques, or the demanding relentlessness of Coach Venables. And so um, I, I think my coaching style is an eclectic one, um, but the foundation is always building relationships, connecting with my guys. I think. Before you ask a guy to run through a wall for you, you're going to have to break down a couple for him. And if you do that, if you get them connected to you, they'll do whatever you want them to do. If they are disconnected, they they won't run extra hard. They you know they, just, they won't they won't be as detailed in their plays. And so 
Um, relationships was not our problem last year. We were a very connected group. We have to be more efficient. We have to be tougher. We have to get off the field and third down. We have to get to the quarterback. You have a good mix of guys you bring back from last year's team, and you also brought in some guys. Could you talk about your room a little bit in that mix? And yeah, yeah. So, man, I got a great room. Uh, excited uh, about the guys. Like, like I said, Coach Venables and our staff, and Coach Bates and myself, we worked very, very hard. Coach Roof and the whole team effort worked very, really hard to, to assemble a room that is um, both highly uh, experienced and competitive. Um, I don't know the last time a, a, a guy that was as good as Trace Ford transferred from Oklahoma State to Oklahoma. Um, Rondo Bolthroyd was an all-ACC selection and uh, just a phenomenal player. Uh, P.J. Ray was a five-star, one of the first ones since 2016, signed at Oklahoma defense. Taylor Wine is a, is a diamond in the rough that nobody ain't talking about. And this dude is an animal. You know, like I'm telling you straight up, and he's a young player. He's got, you know, he's got to learn and get better. He don't know what he don't know. But man, he goes a million miles an hour. He's athletic. He's long. He's got big, powerful legs. He's another guy that I can coach really hard. And, uh, you know, and then guys that were here, uh, like Ethan Downs, like Reggie Grimes, like Mark Shippen. Mark Shippen's 250 right now. I mean, you should see this guy. You know, you know. Dean needs to talk to Coach Schmidt. You know, he's freaking jacked up, <laughs> and uh, he's worked really, really hard. And uh, you know, Reggie Grimes, Ethan Downs, R. Mason Thomas. R. Mason's gained 24 pounds. Um, it's just, and it's it's a really good room. So we're we're excited. The guys know. Um, hey, listen, man. There's going to be some different uh, lineups going against ones, twos, threes, and play your schedule. I, I ain't looking for no moodiness. I ain't looking for why am I running out there, okay? Whether I'm in Oklahoma or Clemson or um, somewhere else, New Mexico State Community College of Minneapolis, man, I'm going to do my best, and I'm going to freaking max out my opportunity. And so we got to get guys thrown in the fire. We got to see um, who can play under pressure. And the only way you do that is you put them in there, you know. And so, so we're going to mix it up. Ain't nobody got a job, you know. Ethan Downs was second team All Big Twelve last year. Ethan Downs is this, was one of the standards when it comes to being an Oklahoma man. He's got to go out and prove it, you know. Uh, Rondo Bolthroy started at, at Wake Forest and was a phenomenal player. And PJ Adebowale was a five star. Yep. You know, go prove it, man. The, like the, the the left tackle at Texas don't care how many stars you got. You know, they don't care. You got to freaking go prove it every day. And so uh, I got a group that's very aware of that. I got a group that's eager to please. And I got a group that's playing a lot more physical. How exciting. There you go. Little Miguel Chavis talking uh, about his group. What college was that in uh, in Minnesota or in Minneapolis? <laughs> Northwestern? <laughs> what, what, I, what I, don't, I, I, didn't, I don't think I remember what he said. but That's uh. funny, man. <laughs> Miguel Chavis is uh, he's pretty awesome. He's a, he's a guy that you really want to play for. Really, he's hard on you, but he wants to he wants the best for you. I thought what he said about uh, Taylor Wayne was was pretty interesting. That here's somebody that okay doesn't have the PJ Atabare treatment right in terms of being the the five star kid coming to uh, Oklahoma, and yet pretty excited about what uh, he's seen from him so far and obviously feeling uh, i think much better about his group how about the little uh little 
mixing in of Texas at the end there. Left tackle. Left tackle of Texas doesn't care how many stars she got. That that tells me, uh, I think, that, uh, you know, not that every single day you're talking about Texas, but uh, I think that 49 to nothing has uh, maybe stuck with this group uh, just a little bit, which it, it probably should, right? And that's, I, I think, that's a good sign. I think we all knew our Mason Thomas was a little underweight uh, last year, and how about that? Put him himself put on 24 pounds. Yeah. And, and he, uh, he's excited for him in the 2023 year. We got a solid, I don't know, 12 minutes or so with Miguel Chavis, and that was the the back half of uh, our conversation. And uh, one of the first things that, yeah, he talked about was R. Mason Thomas putting on the 24 pounds, and obviously right there uh, at the end of the conversation he, he mentioned that again. So it's a group that because of what they've done in the transfer portal and who they've signed – they do think that they're they're improved there, and you can you can tell that from Miguel Chavez. There's a one more one more assistant coach right on the defensive side of the football that we haven't heard from. That's Todd Bates. Let's hear from Coach Bates next, and then uh, Britt Venables after that, as uh, Plank is uh, set to rejoin us just around the corner as well. It is the Plank Show right here on the Rep. It's the home of Sooner fans. Back with you right after this. Wrapping up hour number two. It's the Plank Show right here on the Rep. It's the home of Sooner fans. Hour number two. Brought to us by Allison Insurance. Give Bob or Robert Allison a call. Let them help you out with your your home or office insurance. Allison Insurance, number to call, 405-745-2968. So some of the uh, Brent Venables news and notes that are, if you want to call it coming across the wire as we speak, then they're coming across the wire as we speak. Technically, uh, for me, they're uh, a floor below me as he's addressing the media. Uh, Notre Dame transfer Jacob Lacey, per Coach Venables, has had some blood clots, is uh, doing a lot of fitness and conditioning, is no contact right now, per Coach Venables, but uh, is in good spirits and in a good place mentally, according to uh, head coach Brent Venables. Heath uh, Ozida has, uh, I guess, been very, very impressive from uh, Coach Venables and uh, Venables on Savion Bird. Quote, he blocks through the whistle and loves it, end quote. So, uh, yeah, I like that. That sounds nice. Violent. A little early comparison him to Orlando Brown if we're just talking about size and, yes, him finishing through the whistle, which Orlando Brown did uh, quite a bit. How about this? Uh, the uh, who is, Who's been impressing Schmitty? conversation i'm reading parker's tweet uh, as we speak quote if schmitty was standing up here and he wanted to talk about gavin freeman y'all would be here until midnight end quote <laughs> type of player you want a kid that hey he got some time last year we saw him have that touchdown in the first game of the season and he's a guy that's just sticking to the weight room and continuing uh, to get better he's gonna be an interesting piece uh, in that passing game for oklahoma but i, l- I love to hear that from venables uh, about gavin freeman should be able, I think, to share Venables with you uh, on the other side from at least uh, the top or a good portion of it. First things first, here was Todd Bates talking about, again, one of the, the key components today, how do you, this staff, that's, uh, you can't ask about specific recruits in this cycle, but, you know, how do you go about building that relationship on the recruiting trail and then, you know, with the players in the defensive line room, Todd Bates? Well, I think um, it starts with being genuine, authentic, and sincere, and, um, and really meeting people where they're at. And um, and then also, I don't ever, like the, the best people I've been around, they make me better with every encounter. And, um, you know, 
I try to be that guy that, that makes people better with every encounter. I try to always have a deposit from them, for them. You know what I'm saying? Not, I'm not ever just taking away from them and, and withdrawing from them. I want to always deposit something into their lives. And, um, and then, man, I, wanna, I want them to know that, I want them to know all the people that I love, my family. I want them to, I want them to be introduced to my family as early as possible. And um, as often as possible, I'm not fixing to go in a closet and have a conversation with you just because my twins are being loud over here. Now we're going to be loud together, brother. You get one of us, you got us all. And um, and I want them to be real because whenever, you know, they get here, that's what I want as well. They're not, they're going to be, they're going to feel comfortable. They can come over to the house. They're going to be sitting on the carpet, on the floor. You know, somebody, for somebody sitting on the carpet, they got to be comfortable. And, um, and then they're going to be playing with my kids. And so I'm always looking for that, man, always trying to be that guy and always trying to, um, you know, not everybody has both parents at home and always trying to model that. Like I said, what you model, they'll follow. And, and But also give guys who don't have it a roadmap to that. Give them a glimpse at, at you know, you may not have your dad, you may not have your mom, um, but here's what it looks like. You know, you got your heavenly father and you got some examples. He's put... He's put, you know, a, a camp around you. He's put a village around you. Make sure that you're gaining everything that they have to offer you. So kind of off the topic on that, but there's been a lot of people that in, in the media that don't, they're not talking as highly of Oklahoma as they normally do heading into this season. I know you guys will sit there and say you don't pay attention, but really. That, let's cut that off because that's going to be too long of a response to actually get the response. It's a it's a, a good let's response. Up next hour, the, yeah, we, we can jump into that next hour. It's a good response from Todd Bates. Asked about, you know, you're not going to have the same expectations from some on the outside, and how do you handle the noise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Been a fun day, Sooner Media Day. We got one more to go with you right here uh, on the Plank Show. Plank's uh, back with me. On the, the other side, hour number three, and I think we got Brent Venables around the corner as well. So we'll we'll hear from the head coach. So plenty more to come right here on the wrap. It's the home of Sooner fans.